0: I'm Katherine Yazzi and you're listening to It's Okay to Love Yourself, a podcast that exists to give you a permission slip to love and accept yourself exactly as you are. Through casual conversations, we'll learn from those on their own journeys to loving themselves and uncover the impact it's had on their lives. We'll also examine the systems such as diet culture that exist to keep us stuck in self-loathing. So come on, we're all on this journey together. Let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to It's Okay to Love Yourself. This is episode five, and I am your host, Catherine. This week, I thought that I would talk to you all today a bit about a question I received um, on Instagram. It asked about topics and questions that people wanted to hear from me about, and A friend of mine, Becky. Hi, Becky, if you're listening. She had asked, um, she had wanted to hear more about the process of just seeing my body differently. And um, as I have been sharing more and more over the past month or so, um, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I've been posting more sort of personal (laughs) stories and photos and um, really just challenging myself to put myself out there more and, um, you know, just start talking about my experiences and, and how I have, how I've gotten to where I am today. Um, so, yeah, I thought that this was a really great topic to discuss this week because, for one thing, I just posted my first IGTV video on the It's Okay to Love Yourself Instagram. So I would encourage you to definitely check that out if you haven't already. It's a quick, I think it's 10 minutes long. And in that video, again, my goal is really to answer these shorter questions and just kind of start talking about different things that I think might be interesting to learn more about or just share a quick story or quick tips. Um, However, this question specifically uh, and topic specifically about like this process and what I have done um, to be at this point where I can see myself differently, see my body in a really different way. And I think a lot of the process has been detaching myself from all of the cultural narrative that we've heard about fat bodies. Um, and so as I was thinking about this question, I think the first and the topic itself, the first thing I really wanted to get out there is that this has been almost a lifelong process <laughs> in that when I was younger, I had this awareness that I was different from other people. And at the time, you know, when you're young, you you do not have the skills to be able to always do your own research and to take what other people tell you with a grain of salt. Um, And I think it's really easy to just inherit and to think that a lot of different beliefs um, are yours just because that's all you've ever known. And it wasn't until I was out of high school, I would say, Um, definitely I think in college was some of the first times I can remember having having these moments of just exhaustion of of hating myself and being frustrated and feeling feeling so defeated and so victimized Um, I think I definitely had it in my mind at that point that like If I didn't lose weight, you know, my life was going to be, was going to be awful. Um, I, I truly believed at that time that my body was what gave me worth. And, um, I tried many different times in college. I can remember one summer going to the gym sometimes twice a day in the morning before my nine to five summer job and after sometimes. And I worked out almost every single day that summer and I, you know, ate quote unquote well, I had meal planned, all that stuff. And by the end of the summer, I definitely felt like I got more in shape and was more toned, but um, my weight really didn't move. And I remember feeling so angry and frustrated by that um and I think it, it just in college I really cycled through different weights and different exercise and eating habits um but I remember throughout the entire time what I was really just trying to seek I think was that inner peace and one story and one memory that I started thinking about when thinking about this process and again I'm I just turned 31 in June so college was definitely not (laughs) yesterday for me it was it was many years ago at this point um but I remember going I think I was home for some winter break or summer break or something and I remember I had signed up for this like meditation group and I had in high school been introduced to yoga and meditation and took different workshops and classes. Meditation was something that I instantly felt like I gelled with in that I enjoyed kind of listening to the guided meditations or being in a class where a leader or teacher was kind of walking us through something to visualize. And I found that extremely relaxing and really helpful. Like I I just remember anytime I would go to one of those classes or, or listen to a guided meditation, I just always felt better after I felt more calm. Sometimes I even fell asleep. (laughs) And so it really was just sort of something that I, and and again, I was much younger. So I i just started doing it because i liked it and i thought that it was just a really relaxing nice thing to do and i remember going to one of these workshops we'll call it and during it there was because it was guided meditation there were different prompts every class and the instructor would like walk us through a different meditation and guide us through a different kind of mental thought exercise. And these were the ones that I liked the most because they were more active. I didn't fall asleep during them because it really made you either write things down at the beginning and then really think and reflect on them in the meditation. So it was much more like active and and helpful to just tap into what I was feeling and what I wanted to kind of work through during during a meditation. And so this particular class has stuck with me for a really long time, because I think this was the first time where I was really confronted and, and was forced to go further into my own thoughts on why I wanted to lose weight so badly. And really what was driving my desire to be thin and again I don't remember the exact words of the exercise but from what I remember the gist of it was you were to select a particular topic that you have opposing thoughts on and I'll give you my example just to clarify if that's confusing for anyone. Um, so my situation that I chose to explore was, I want to lose weight because blank, and then but then also why has it been so hard for me to lose weight, and why like. I just had, I think at that point is when I started to kind of have those thoughts of like, why am I trying so hard to control my body and and attain it, trying to attain something that I've never been able to have my entire life. Um, And at this point, you know, I'm probably like 20 or 21 and thinking back to like having these thoughts and going through (laughs) these diet cycles since I was eight years old like this was a long, that was a long time even back when I was like 20 um so it really did feel like I had been working at this for my my entire life and what when I started to dig in more and I remember we journaled about it at the beginning and basically my opposing thoughts on it were one I wanted what like losing weight situation. And on one hand, I want to be happy. And I thought that losing weight would make me happy. And when I really got into the meditation, I remember digging more into this the thought of like, why can't I just love myself as I am? Why can't I just be happy with myself now? And on the other side of that losing weight situation is like, what happens if I stay the exact same? Um, like, if I if I don't lose weight, I still just want to be happy. And at that moment was really, it was a really profound moment for me because I remember leaving and and kind of coming out of the meditation and realizing that at the at the root of both of both sort of paths of that situation whether I didn't lose weight um or if I did what I wanted in both of those situations was to be happy with myself I wanted to feel that inner peace and I wanted to just be able to accept myself and not have this feeling of constantly wanting to change um and constantly feeling not good enough, um, and it was, it was just really, really eye opening to go through this exercise and see for the first time in my life that like underneath all the surface level stuff, my goal, what I really wanted for myself, was self love, and it was that to get to this point where I could not define my worth based on my body and know that I, uh, know that I could be happy at any size. And it's just interesting for me to look back at that because obviously that was when I was in my very, very early 20s, um, and so it took me years and years after that to get to where I am now uh and so like I mentioned it truly has been a long a long journey um but that I think was the first glimpse at seeing what I wanted and I definitely lost sight of that over the years and that's I mean that's normal that happens in life you are around different people your priorities and your ideas and thoughts change um but as I've been trying to connect with myself more and I think therapy has helped with that um but I do think it's so powerful to connect with yourself and understand what is below some of the thoughts that you're having if you are someone who has started to notice you get frustrated with yourself or you have negative thoughts about yourself or your body. Um, what's below that? Like when you're feeling like you need to restrict your eating or you need to exercise to burn something off, like what is the feeling below that? What are you, what are you really feeling? And then on the flip side of that, like what is your goal with, with doing that? Um, And I think when you are forced to do that, when you get to that root of like, what am I trying to get to? And either if that's a feeling or if that's a mindset, um, I think getting to that root will allow you to work backwards from that rather than just trying to get to your goal through these behaviors that may not actually help you get there, but they, they seem attractive in the moment and they may be the only things that you've ever done in the past or have seen being done to help you get to that, that goal. So yeah, I think that particular experience, um, I just wanted to share that because I thought that that whole exercise of like pick a situation that you have opposite conflicting thoughts on write them out, (laughs) give me both, you know, write out both sides of the equation. Like, again, going back to my own example, like losing weight, I had conflicting feelings on it. Why? On one side of the coin, if I lost weight, I wanted, you know, I thought that that would bring me health, happiness, love, all these things. But then on the other side of that, if I stayed the same and I didn't lose weight, I still wanted health, love, happiness for myself. And so knowing, knowing that, and, and I think having some slight awareness at the time that there were people out there who, who never lost weight and, and had to kind of figure out how to be happy. Um, I think there was a part of me that knew that, that that was like the path that I was going to take and I had to figure it out. And that really kind of came full circle after I had lost weight, I had lost over 50 pounds. And again, I was still miserable. Like I, my body had changed. I could not see that change at all. Um, despite being so hyper-focused on it, I still didn't like what I saw. I did not love myself. I did not like what I saw in the mirror. And I think that's when it really came back up for me that, the problem, the problem was not my body. It was that lack of, of self-love and it put me back on that course to try to, (laughs) try to get to that root again of like what I really wanted and how I could and, and re, re re-organize what I could do to help me get there. Um, that didn't have to do with being so hyper-focused on what I was eating um, that it controlled my entire life. And my eating, as a result, like has been very disordered um, coming off of that phase of my life. I think especially being in quarantine for the last few months, it's been really hard um, to sort of face that and to to try to bring back some sense of normalcy in my eating and I say normalcy knowing that like there's no normal everyone is different um and I think what I'm trying to do now is learn more of this intuitive eating um but it's really difficult when your brain I've, I've programmed my brain to fear carbs and to um like I just have all of these very Restrictive diet mentality, <laughs> thoughts that have been drilled in my brain, and so I think now, like trying to unlearn those, has been really tough. Um, so I think that was a piece of it. I'm trying to go back to just different parts of the process that I wanted to highlight. So I think that any time in life when you, when you are feeling like you want to make a change, or you're just be, or you're starting to become aware of something that's not actually fulfilling and doesn't feel good to you pay attention to that feeling because if you don't pay attention to it it's just going to keep coming up in my my experience at least it's going to keep coming up in different ways and it's gonna it's gonna stay there even as much as you try to push it down like that feeling is going to be there and that can teach you can teach you a lot and So talking more about my recent process of this, because I do think in the last couple months, um, I've made some major breakthroughs, I'd say, (laughs) for myself personally, in that like I've been feeling confident and comfortable enough to put these different words and, and photos and all of these things out there for the world. And there was another moment that had like profound impact on me and about on my journey of seeing my body differently and and really coming coming to accept what my body is and what it you know at any point um and that was listening to a NPR podcast um that was all about weight and it featured Lindy West, Roxanne Gay, and there was a third guest, and I'm totally blanking on her name at the moment. But this episode and I believe it was Oh my god, what is the podcast called? Hourglass Oh, this American Life. <laughs> so it's a this American Life episode with Lindy West, Roxanne Gay, and the third guest, I'm completely blanking on her name. But this episode was discussing weight. And I believe the title of it was even called Tell Me I'm Fat. (laughs) And what it was was three different segments. The first segment was Lindy West discussing how she had reclaimed. The word fat for herself. And she had encouraged all of her friends and family around her to refer to her as fat and not to avoid it. And it was extremely powerful to hear another fat woman who was someone who I think I just could sense that like she had gone through a lot of what I had gone through in terms of constantly feeling like she needed to change to have a happy and good life um and i remember what she said was just it just really like smacked me in the face um and she was talking saying you know what happens if i never lose weight and why why should i be waiting to live the life that i want from when i lose weight why can i not just try to be happy now and that reminded me of that experience that i had back years prior when again like at the root of what i was really searching for was just to be happy that was all i, I just wanted to stop feeling like i something was wrong with me and that i had to constantly change and that it was my fault and you know all of these feelings that were really heavy to carry um and hearing that just completely, like, woke something up inside of me where I was like, yep, that's, that's really, like, how I feel. And it was amazing just to hear her kind of talk about her experience. She went on to write Shrill, her memoir, which I read and loved. Um, and, you know, her writing was super inspirational to me in terms of showing me that there were other people out there who had similar experiences to me and who came out on the other side of it. So it's just extremely like (laughs) powerful, um, to see someone who, who is like you being represented and being portrayed in that way. And, um, I will always be grateful for her, for speaking out and I think she's someone who has dealt with trolls online and just you know a lot of awful abuse and I just really respect the hell out of her for being so strong in her convictions and um vocal on all of her views and and not being afraid of what people are going to think about her um so that was the first segment and again that one I think was the most like wow moment (laughs) um the second segment with the woman who I'm forgetting her name. Um, I will put the episode in the, in the show notes so that you can listen to it if you want to. But it was really interesting in that this woman was someone who grew up fat, went on medication through like a medically supervised weight, light, weight loss program, and was essentially put on speed. Um, and she lost a lot of weight very quickly. She ended up having plastic surgery to remove loose skin, um, and her life completely changed after that. She, uh, her career took off, she got married, and it was a really interesting story, however, because in it, this woman talked a lot about how, at first when she lost weight, her life really opened up but now years after this experience she still has to take that medicine to maintain her weight and she has struggled still with that thought of like are people only friendly and liking me because i'm thin and having she had this experience of having the point of view of being a fat person and being a thin person and she talked a lot about that experience and what it taught taught her as well as just the differences between those two experiences. So at that point too, listening to it, I think there were many moments in my life before this where I had considered weight loss surgery. Um, I can remember Googling in college, like gastric bypass and, and like, I just was so desperate <laughs> to, to change because I was so unhappy. And hearing that story that's I mean that's the story that they don't tell you um you see a lot of things portrayed in the media of weight loss where it's all very glamorous and people come out the other side and their whole life changes for the better and they're happier and I thought that it was so that story of really like the raw what happens to someone after they go through something like that and what was better and what wasn't better for her. Was just an important thing to to highlight, and it was a really interesting perspective. And then the last segment was Roxanne Gay, and this was before Roxanne Gay herself had weight loss surgery. And I really appreciated this segment because Roxanne is a uh, fat black woman who, before her weight loss surgery. Because of her size, many things were not accessible to her. And the reason that she had weight loss surgery was not because she hated herself and she just wanted to be thin. And if you haven't already read her her memoir Hunger, it's phenomenal. that's all about you know her story and her body um, would highly recommend it. But her perspective on it was that the world is not built for and is not friendly to fat people and that there are different sizes of fat people and different ranges of fat people so she calls it like there's Lane Bryant fat where you can go into a plus size store and buy clothes and then there's then there's um a point where you you can grow out of those clothes and you have a much harder time not only finding clothes for your body but you know traveling can become really difficult um Going out to eat, you know, just all these things become so much harder because of your size. And the world is not very inclusive of people at these different body sizes. And not only that they're not inclusive, but they're downright like exclusionary. And um, I think there's, you know, there's people who think that's okay to abuse fat people and to make fun of them. And people don't really consider that experience and how tiring and how um, how difficult that must be. And so hearing from her too was just a, another perspective to open up my mind and, and make me view, you know, body size just in a different way. Um, because I think for so long I had approached it from, like, this whitewashed body positivity uh, point of view and, like, hearing about someone who existed in, in a larger body, but having a different experience and like what that meant for her, um, was just, again, helpful to just expand my point of view and, and to start to, start to really consider everyone in this conversation, not just, um, you know, not just myself who is fat, but I am not... You know, I I can go to a plus size store and find clothing. I can find clothing in a lot of places. And I know that's not a reality for everyone. So after that podcast episode, I became obsessed with Lindy West (laughs) and read um, a lot of her articles. I read her book, Shrill. um, And the other book that I found around this time as well, I'm not quite sure how I came across it but it's the book Dietland and Dietland was actually turned into an A&E show for a little bit and I think it was only one season Um, but this book is a fiction book and it follows this woman who is essentially like a Dear Abby writer for a women's magazine she's a fat woman she saves all her money. because she wants to get weight loss surgery. And she goes to a coffee shop every day and does her job and um, you know, pretty much tries to just blend in. And her dream and her goal is to save all this money to have weight loss surgery. And at some point she starts to become friends with um, other people who start to give her a different perspective on feminism on her body um and the group that she starts to (laughs) become friends with and friendly with they in a lot of ways are like really radical and um she meets with them and they start to really challenge her on like why do you want to get weight loss surgery and um it's almost like she goes to like therapy with this woman that she becomes friends with and And the whole time this woman is is not telling her what to do, but she's pushing her to think think it through. And um, I think at that point as well, that was really where it was sort of solidified to me that like having such a drastic procedure like weight loss surgery where they can actually remove your internal organs um, and the consequences of it you have to, you know, you're on supplements for the rest of your life. You can only, you can't eat a lot of food. Like it drastically changes your life. I think for me at that point, it kind of solidified that that was not, that did not feel like necessary to me. And that was not the path that I, that personally felt good to me. I think everyone can make their own personal decision about what's right for them, but seeing and hearing all these different stories, um, started to break down all of those preconceived notions of like losing weight is going to magically change my life and make me happier and give me all the things that I want. And yeah, so I think that was also a major pivotal point in my journey. Most recently, what I've really been working on is detaching my self-worth from my body and being able to see my body neutrally, um, and not put pressure on myself to love it every single day, um, but to come from this place of truly caring about myself, and that means to me going to the doctor, that means taking baths, um, that means eating vegetables and also eating cookies and eating things that I want to eat that are going to make me feel good. Um, and it's hard to navigate that, especially the food stuff, like again, coming off of these disordered eating patterns for a long time. Um, but that's what I'm really trying to do now is be able to see myself for who I am, but also know that the size of my body is really not going to change that much for me. And I'm not letting it dictate how I feel about myself because bodies change. That's the only constant in life is change. They are meant to grow and change shape and you know your hair changes like everything about you changes in your life and that's normal so that's what I'm really trying to focus on now is just finding that peace and like coming back to knowing that every day you're not meant to feel you you just it's you're human you're not going to wake up every day and be able to look at yourself and love everything you see every day. That's just unreasonable when we live in a culture that shows us these beauty standards and, and tells us that that's what we have to be to be worth something. <laughs> um, and I think the other piece too is with doing that own inner work on my own and like developing that that practice, but also pairing that with a lot of education and a lot of learning about where these beliefs came from and who is who is really benefiting from me feeling like shit? Um, and when you follow the money of all of these diet companies and wellness companies that really I think is the new face of of diet culture these days, um, all of most all of those companies are led by cis white men, and so. <laughs> it just, for me, like just knowing that the people who are profiting off of all of us hating ourselves and desperately trying to achieve an ideal that's not achievable for all people gives me some comfort knowing that I do not need to subscribe to that. And just being myself is radical. It's revolutionary. And I want to give other people permission to like jump off the goddamn hamster wheel of dieting and exercise and then inevitably giving up because you are exhausted or you haven't been eating enough food um and and i just want to reiterate like (laughs) this is what i'm actively working on now i am not claiming to be fully self-actualized in this way and like living this This dream existence every day where I can just be in flow that's that's really what I'm trying to work on now is is developing that but that has been just a bit of my own evolution of like I think coming back to my own inner knowing that like the whole time and again I think I became aware of this when I was in my early 20s but like it just felt like there was something within me that always knew I would never be skinny. Like, I just, I mean, I just knew there was, it was just something of, I, I, I wanted it so badly and I tried for years and years more than I can even count at this point. Um, and so I think eventually because it never happened, I just was like, you know what, it's, I don't think it's ever going to happen to me. And then the conversation really switched from, if that's not achievable for me, what do I really want? Like, what am I really missing here? And at the root of it was just me desperately wanting to give myself permission to just exist as I was and to just love myself as I was. Um, because that's where all the suffering and the discomfort came from is that I felt so uncomfortable in my own skin. I was constantly trying to change. I wasn't being who I really was. I was just trying to either blend in or just be the version of myself that I I thought other people wanted me to be. And when you do that for a long time, you can get very good at it. And I think I did get very good at it because that's all I had known. But it's just so draining and internally I can promise you even when people you know can accept you and and validate you for for performing it's it doesn't feel good deep down and eventually it's going to catch up to you and that's why I think it's so important to take the time to just check in with yourself every so often and and try to sense like does this feel Authentic and does this feel good to me? And like if something feels off, pay attention to that because it's probably trying to tell you something. All right. Well, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I will be back next week for another episode on Friday. And if you have any questions, feedback, or suggestions, I think for the next solo episode in two weeks, I Might talk a little bit about my career journey as I've been thinking a lot about career recently and work and I've been reflecting a lot on how my journey with self-love and like confidence has impacted my career in different ways. I thought that that might be an interesting topic to go through. Awesome. So yeah, hope you have a wonderful evening.